Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. Today I've got something a little bit different. It's kind of a metaphor lesson. Uh, I've had fun putting it together and hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, But I want to talk about our emotions uh, in a way as being the elements of our lives. And, you know, what makes emotions sinful or not? When we look at anger versus hate, hurt versus bitterness, value versus pride, or patience versus complacency. You know, what's the difference between uh, the emotions that we feel being just natural gut reactions, and at what point do they become sin? Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And 16.32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth the spirit than he that taketh the city. Again, in 25.28 it says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Lastly, Proverbs 29.11 says, A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So God expects us to rule our emotions, not to be ruled by them. The wise and the foolish may feel the same emotions, but we are to rule our spirit, not desensitize it. I think that's something that's almost a popular approach. Now, rather than, you know, ruling our emotions well, it's easier for us to just kind of desensitize ourselves. And we become very cold, uh, stoic Christians that, uh, you know, rather than than really feeling the emotions, we just block it out. God gives us the gift of both positive and negative emotions for different reasons. And so, again, what makes certain emotions sinful? And I've got this picture in my mind of, it's silly, but a sin molecule, right? Okay, so the difference between an element and a molecule is the individual elements are our natural responses to the world around us, right? It's how we let each of our emotions build on top of each other that gets us into trouble. And let's take a water molecule, for example. Two hydrogen and one oxygen come together, and suddenly, you know, they form something totally different in nature. So going back to one of the examples in the intro, what's the difference between natural anger and sinful hate? Well, hate is a problem because it takes individual elements of maybe anger and hurt and esteem and dislike and mixes them all together into something that is different in nature and out of our control. Our very natural human emotions are you know, these elements that, when manipulated in an ungodly way, turn into a sin molecule, if you will. Okay. So we have to exercise caution with who and what we allow to manipulate our emotions. Who is the chemist of our emotions? Are we ruling our spirit according to God's word or allowing Satan to pull gut-level responses from us? Are we ruling or just reacting with our emotions? A lot of times the problems that we run into are really environmental problems. And to give you an example, uh, if you've ever ran a humidifier in your home in the wintertime to add moisture to the air, it's great. I mean, it makes it much more comfortable during the wintertime. But if, if you put too much humidity in the air, it, it fogs up the windows. 
and you can go over to the window and wipe it away, wipe all that fog off the window, but it comes right back. And so it doesn't matter how much time you spend, uh, you know, sitting there wiping it off. It's going to fog right back over until you change the environment to solve the problem. And a lot of that is similar in our, our problems with repetitive sins. See, our spirit becomes fogged by certain emotions. And we keep asking for forgiveness for our sin to just wipe away that specific behavior. But if all the elements of that sin are left in place, then we continue to sin over and over in that same way. See, we have to change our environment. And, and for example, you know, we tend to say things like, well, next time I go to the gym, you know, I'm not going to have any impure thoughts. Or we say to ourselves, next time I'm on Facebook, well, I'm not going to gossip or be judgmental. Next time I smash my thumb with a hammer, it's not going to hurt, right? <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of what we're saying? Uh, it, it's not logical when we look at it and step back and realize you know, we are putting ourselves in the same situation over and over that's causing us problems. Back to the hate molecule, we have to begin to break the bonds between the elements of our lives that, that produce sin. Some elements, sure, are out of our control. Hurt, for example. There's nothing we can do about the fact that people are going to hurt us in our lives. It just happens sometimes. But there are also elements you know, to our character that are just a part of how God designed us. Some people are more inclined to feel certain ways than other people. It's what makes us unique. There's nothing wrong with that. But we must rule over how the elements that are within our control react with the elements that are out of our control. And here's where we get stuck with our sin. I think we tend to just detach the last element that produced a sin in our lives rather than destroying the sin molecule altogether. For example, you know, we'll forgive somebody for the hurt that pushed us over the edge of hate, but we continue to nurse all the other elements of that sin. We don't break the bonds between our anger and esteem and dislike and so forth. And so all it takes is one more little element of hurt and boom, you produce hate again. So we pray for forgiveness of hate, but we really only give God access to heal the hurt. See, true repentance must deal with every element in that sin molecule. All the pride, all of the distaste or dislike and the self-esteem, all, all, this, all the things that play into that. We have to give God you know, the access in our hearts to deal with those things, rather than just trying to get past what somebody else did. So we need to let God examine our hearts not just forgive the sinful fruit that it produces. Remember, you know, emotions are a gift. We don't have to try and eliminate them. Positive and negative emotions are gifts of God that make the experience of life meaningful and enjoyable. But we are to rule our spirit, not just desensitize it. Emotions are not sinful of themselves, but it's what we do with them. We must avoid or change the environments that appeal to our individual sin chemistry. We are all created a little different. And just because somebody else can have or do something without it producing sin in their lives doesn't mean that I can. Uh, until I deal with my internal elements of a sin, I will reactively produce sin anytime the external elements complete that puzzle for me. So with God's help, I must break the bonds in my spirit that are formulas for sin for me. We must give God the reins of our emotions and, and how they connect so that we can be sensitive to the world around us without being consumed by it. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, For they that are after the flesh 
do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.